Hello and welcome to our latest Tap Talks HR podcast. This time we are talking to Alex Pegg about the importance of trust in organisations and its impact on people and business leaders. Hi Alex. Hi Anthony. Thanks for coming along today. I appreciate you taking the time out. So trust, trust is a massive um, subject. So why is this an increasingly interesting topic right now? I think um, trust in general at the moment is a big topic. If you think about um, in life in life in general, um, there's this concept of fake news um, and issues with communication. So within the workplace, it's very important that um, employees feel that they are trusted by their managers, um, and also that they can that the managers themselves are trustworthy, and that they are telling them the information that they need to know and that they should know. Um, they're communicating successfully and creating a culture where um, employees feel that they can also um, feel trusted themselves. And that's interesting because straight away, right at the start, you're talking about managers um, creating this this trust. Uh, what do you see as the role of managers in this? Um, it's, a, it's a critical part of a managerial and a leader, um, a leadership role within an organisation, um, the concept of, of trust within a team. Um, it's an interesting topic both from a social perspective but also from um, a neuroscience perspective. So there's been a lot of um, a lot of uh, information in the press uh, over the last maybe sort of five to ten years about this concept of neuroscience and how the brain works. And within the world of trust, um, leaders and managers understanding what the brain is actually doing when people are feeling trusted and when they are being trustworthy, um, understanding those concepts can be really critical to managers and leaders. So thinking about the, the, the kind of day-to-day trust environment, what kind of things would, would build trust in an in a organisation and what kind of things would erode it? Um, there's actually a really great model by a gentleman called David Rock um, and it's called the SCARF model and there's quite a lot of information about it online um, and he puts it into five categories um, status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness and fairness and the idea being keeping all those five things in balance um, enables a manager to, to be a trustworthy manager but also um, for employees to feel trusted as well. So talking about status, um, having people in the right role, feeling that they are trusted within their role and they're doing the job that they are um, given to do. Um, The idea of certainty, so this goes back to this idea of fake news and communication. Are they certain? Are they sure that, you know, what is going on in the workplace is true? Um, Do they feel that they understand the direction the um, company's going in and that their manager is sharing the right information with them? Um, obviously the concept of autonomy, this isn't a new concept, um, people being able to feel that they can make their own decisions, um, they can be relied upon to solve problems, um, they can be trusted to um, work autonomously uh, within their role. And then there's this idea of concept of relatedness, which um, I think is a, is a, a growing concept within um, the managerial world, is um, allowing people to feel like they are part of the team, they feel connected um, the concept of social connectedness is very, very important. Not just you know living your social life at home and coming into work and doing a job and sitting at your desk, but feeling like you have a social environment in the office as well. And then obviously the concept of fairness. Are you being treated fairly? Do you feel like you are um, being treated equally and in the same way as other people? Um, obviously that comes down to um, some interesting topics at the moment around diversity and inclusion. Are you are you feeling fairly treated um, within the organisation? 
I think that's really interesting, and I've just been taking some notes while I've been sitting here listening to you. It's like, so certainty to me that that bit about direction is almost like the, the leader, the manager doing that bit of storytelling to get people to understand where they fit in. Autonomy is what we've always said about delegate whole tasks, so mm-hmm. people feel like they've got a start, middle, and end to what they do. Um, being part of the team, I think, has been part of what HR has been trying to achieve for a very long period of time, that concept of, of, of team. But also, as you rightly say, under fairness, the, the world of inclusivity, I think that's a, such a hot topic at the moment. So actually, I can see how that model really fits quite well to where we are in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, compared to where it was when it, when it was written kind of thing. So that's, that's interesting stuff. So moving on slightly, what do you think is the role of HR when we're talking about the topic of trust? Well, trust can actually be linked to productivity. And, you know, it's extremely important for us in the HR profession to focus on productivity of employees and increasing the productivity of the organisation through employee engagement. Now, thinking about what I just said about the SCARF model, that links very closely to engagement, having people feeling connected, feeling like they're treated fairly, autonomously, etc. And interestingly, um, back in 2014, um, Stephen Covey actually um, his definition of trust was that um, it's, it's actually a tax on everything we do within an organisation. So this concept of distrust taxes the organisation. So um, significant distrust, he believed, actually doubled the cost of doing business and tripled the time it, gets, it takes to get things done. So from an HR perspective, what we can do is work with, li- with managers um, through learning and development, through coaching, to help them really understand this concept of trust, not just you know the sort of very um, subjective, what does trust mean, but actually looking at how the brain works when trust is happening and what's physically happening to a human being when they feel distrusted or when they're feeling um, distrust towards another person. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? It's um, So actually by doing a lot of the things that we do in our leadership development and training, actually what we're doing is we're enabling a leader to come across as a trusted person because of all the things in the SCARF model and actually that then causes higher motivation and higher engagement which then leads to productivity so so I can see now why why you wanted to talk about trust today because actually trust is actually quite core and central to a, a leader's ability to have a high performing team. Absolutely and interestingly as I said you know the way HR can get involved in this is understanding the the neuroscience of trust so when somebody feels trusted um, in the in the scarf model concept, they're actually releasing um, things called neurotransmitters and hormones into their bloodstream. And we think of these sort of neurotransmitters and hormones in terms of feeling happy or feeling motivated. So dopamine, a lot of people might understand, you know, might know what dopamine does to the, the system. But um, really understanding what the the key neurotransmitters and the key hormones do within our body will help a manager to understand the impact that they are having on other people within their team and how to engender more of the positive um, responses than the negative responses. So, for instance, feelings of fairness and feelings of um, this relatedness or social connection actually um, releases the neurotransmitter oxytocin, which is the what people call, you know, happy, the happy hormone that makes people feel um, uh, it makes people feel loved or feel um, connected to others. But similarly, um, by creating a, dis- um, a distrustful environment, what they're actually doing is creating the or 
um, generating the fight or flight response in people. So people feel stressed. Um, and so by feeling stressed, um, they're releasing hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol into their system. So you can actually see by just describing some of the very basics of neuroscience to managers and enabling managers to understand what they're physically doing to people when they are either a trustworthy person or a, somebody that is not, you know, not, not so trustworthy. So basically what you're saying is, is that that feeling of distrust within an organisation can actually lead to people feeling stressed, which is squarely in the agenda of most health and wellbeing strategies these days in HR. So actually leaders not achieving that ability to have an environment of trust around them is having a direct impact on the work that other parts of HR are doing on health and wellbeing, perhaps. Absolutely. And you look into organisations these days, highly stressful organisations, there's there's often also a very highly distrustful organisation as well. The two do go hand in hand. Um, There's also some research that shows um, um, countries that are higher in um, trust um, are also highest in productivity as well. So there are links between this concept of trust and fairness and productivity. There is actually direct links that you can see. Okay, I mean, that's that's super interesting from my point of view because I've had a background in leadership development and we've touched on trust before, but never as a continual theme through a whole course, but you can actually see how it's a, the central spine to actually the development of a leader. So thinking about this, how do you see this, what you know about trust and what the, what the industry knows, how do you see this being used in the future for the benefit of business? I think it's this concept going back to what we said about how HR can get involved. It's this idea of drawing leader and manager's attention to the actual, um, the bodily reaction to trust um, or distrust Um, making sure that that, um, managers and leaders not just understand it from the point of view of, yes, it's nice to be trusted, but actually what is physically happening to people and what are they physically doing to people. Um, It's actually quite fascinating. There's been some very um, interesting research done that shows that um, people actually code um, physical pain and emotional pain in the same way, or psychological pain. So just like if somebody came up and kicked you in the shin, it hurts, and you remember that, and you think about that person as the person that came up and kicked you in the shin, and you code that memory in your mind, and you know next time that, that they come towards you, probably you know move away from <laughs> them or distance yourself from them, or you know you your trust there is is very low. I'm moving my legs away <laughs> right at this moment. But similarly, um, social pain or um, psychological pain is coded in a very, very similar way. So if you say, for, even if it's by accident, leave somebody out of a meeting request, that person will be sitting there thinking, why was I not invited? Is there something I've done wrong? Does this person not trust my opinion or not value my opinion? Is there a reason? And it's some, you know, human, human, um, human behaviour takes you down the route of, you know, why, why, why? your brain codes that in exactly the same way and you remember it in the same way. So this is why people don't forgive and forget because they are coding emotions in that, those negative emotions in the same way that they would actual physical pain. So, so thinking, I, was, I just wrote down EQ here and, and emotional intelligence because there's that en- element of empathy which is core to emotional intelligence. So empathising about what might cause pain, for want of a better word, to the other person, be it uh, emotional hopefully not physical, um, it's, it's as important in the world of trust uh, as anything else, trying to predict what could develop this distrust. 
Mm -hmm. Yes, and, and emotional intelligence links quite strongly in the SCARF model to relatedness. The idea of you are, you know, you're you're socially connected to people because you have empathy for them. You can put yourself in their shoes. You feel like they're putting themselves in your shoes. You're sharing it. You're sharing situations, but you're also understanding other people's points of view and why they see things differently to you. So that feeling of relatedness and social connection has a huge impact on emotional intelligence. So. That's interesting. So in all these Tap Talks HR podcasts, what I try and do is bring things back to what people can be doing right now in their businesses to help prepare for this new science that's emerging out and everything. So what can you think business leaders can be doing now around this subject of trust to help them prepare for the future and be better in this area? Well, as we said right at the start of the, the podcast, um, we're in a very distrustful world at the moment. People are feeling distrust in many ways towards many, many out, you know, avenues, the news and politicians, <laughs> the um, economy, etc. So managers understanding that there is a, lo a lot of distrust at the moment, just first and foremost, understanding that and understanding how that will impact the business that they work within and the environment that they create within, within their team having that awareness now and that insight now into the impact of this, this building distrust within human beings at the moment. Um, and then understanding, therefore, going, you know, looking into um, into the literature, reading about it. If their HR team aren't already doing it themselves, going to HR and saying, can we do some work around trust? Can we do some work around um, understanding the emotional intelligence and the impact on the organisation? Um, so utilising the... Um, the, the research that's out there in this new emerging world of neuroscience and actually f it's it's evidence-based which previously concepts haven't been now it is evidence-based so it's a real a real opportunity for HR as well to actually say we have evidence that shows why things are happening the way they're happening and if you do this this will happen and if you do this this will happen it adds um, more credibility to the concept um, and it can actually prove the return on investment I think that's really interesting and it's interesting you talk about the outside world outside of business at the moment because I think it doesn't matter if you're a B2C company or a B2B company, you're impacting on the outside world and the outside world is affecting your business because you employ employees or workers and, and these people spend most of their lives not in your place of work and I think if there's a growing amount of distrust outside due to what's going on in the media, etc., I think that there's going to be a leakage into business. So actually, it's probably a good time now to be talking about this and actually saying to businesses, look, you need to focus on this even more than you did on the past, because actually there's going to be a battle of are your people naturally going to believe your managers and leaders and, and the the vision of your business or are they going to have a natural distrusting standpoint when they walk in? Absolutely and this goes back to what I was saying about people coding the memory of, of social pain or um, psychological pain with 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 the, the world being a more distrustful place at the moment yes people are coming to work with a different standpoint they're coming to work because they're distrusting the media they're distrusting politicians they're distrusting what's going on in their social world that will be brought into the business world as well people will be naturally more inclined to be um, uh, cautious and be less optimistic and less willing to trust because they are surrounded by more um, more distrust and discord than ever before 
So really, in, in, in summary, what you're saying is, is we've got the opportunity because there's a, a growing distrust outside of work that if we can create an island of trust inside of work, it's a great opportunity to really enhancing engagement inside the businesses and showing this, this step change that when you come into work, you feel more part of the team, more included, because outside you might be feeling less included than you had done a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's it's also very interesting to note as well that when you are a trusting person, you are also seen by others to be more trustworthy. So there is actually a correlation between how you are um, as an individual and how others perceive you as well. Um, again, it's based in, in neuroscience and, and the way the neurotransmitters work within the brain. But if you are coming across as somebody who isn't trusting others, you also become a less trustworthy person or appear to be a less trustworthy person to other people as well. So yes, if, inv- if managers can not only um, put across an image of themselves that they are a trusting person, therefore they become more trustworthy, but they can also then create an environment, as you mentioned, sort of an island within work where that people can feel safe and feel like, yes, I can be, I am trusted here and therefore I can trust others as well. Okay, so there you go, everyone. That's why trust is really important in the workplace. Thank you very much, Alex, for coming along. I really have enjoyed our conversation. I cannot believe the time has flown as fast as it, it can. Um, thanks very much. Thanks for coming along. Thank you very much, Anthony. And remember, everyone, thank you for listening. If you have any feedback on this or any of our other podcasts, please do share it with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and um, please give us some feedback. Um, That's Tap Talks HR for now. Uh, Thank you. Goodbye. Speak to you soon.